You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, generous, jumping, jolly geniuses. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 147, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your gaggle of grinning, guffawing, goofballs, and geeks. I'm Colin. <laughs> I'm Dana. And still no Chris. We haven't found him yet. Yeah. I, he's around here somewhere. Yeah. We're not going to get him out. check the refrigerator? He's always yeah. the last place you look. <laughs> yeah. Well, you stop looking after you find him. Good point. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> I have a headline. We haven't done a bizarre headline oh, in yeah? a while. What you got? Okay. okay. This is weird. In Hamburg, in Germany, uh-huh. there is a, a kind of like a like a bar town or a, a party kind of uh, area in Hamburg. Here's the headline. Urinators in Germany warned. St. Pauli walls pee back. <laughs> what? So St. Pauli is kind of the, the bar and club uh, entertainment kind of a uh, part of Hamburg. Uh-huh. And... Uh-huh. Which means there are a lot of people who go out drinking and okay. they would just pee on the walls or, you know, just pee in public. And pee <laughs> on public, the walls. public urinators. Okay. Yep. And so St. Pauli, that community have painted the most peed walls with a special paint that is designed to repel urine. <laughs> what? Or repel fluids or liquids. <laughs> it's- so the paint is uh, super hydrophobic. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, you know, does not like water. And so it will bounce Ew. a little bit. Yeah, it will. I mean, not like straight bounce. It'll, it'll, <laughs> that would be really funny. Yeah, it'll bounce back like to your feet. Ew. That's a lot. Yeah. Your own pee on yourself um, if you pee smart. on these walls. Yeah. So very, very smart. Really that good. That is. You know, really good use of this paint. That is. I'm sad that it had to come to that. But yeah. Yep. The party huh. district, St. Hmm. Pauli in Hamburg, Germany. And, the walls uh, pee back. Yep. That, no, so the, the the paint, it says, don't pee here, we'll pee back. In German, of course. Yeah. Um, Naturally. And, yeah, and but it's one word in German. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so a lot of the bar owners, a lot of the, the people in the community, they're just kind of sick of having to clean pee or to deal with uh, public urinators. So there you go. I don't know how to follow that. Yeah. Yeah, what do you say? Yeah. Science! It's science! Yeah. Yay! And let's kick off our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hotshot, Dana versus Colin. And here, <laughs> super random card. Uh, I don't know what version or oh, okay. what card. Here, I'm closing my eyes. All right, I got one. All right. Here we go. Oh, it is the silver screen edition of oh. Trivial Pursuit. Okay. Here we go. I guess, I don't know the, I don't know the, the, the category names. It says set. So I bet setting. Okay. okay. What was the outbound destination of the bounty? Oh. I don't even know what this is referring to. Yeah, well, like in Mutiny on the Bounty. Yeah. What was the outbound? Well, yeah, where were they going? going. Mm. Colin. Uh, London. Incorrect. Mm, Bahamas. Uh, it's tropical. Tahiti. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Tahiti. Makes sense. All right. Yeah. The next category is pink, and it says tit but I think it means title. I hope I, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got Silver a little screen. blue. Yeah, T-I-T. <laughs> okay. What 1962 flick 
featured Steve McQueen as a fanatical flying fortress flyboy. 62. Uh, Steve. Flying fortress, uh, proper noun. Oh, okay. Flying Dutchman. Incorrect. Uh, so the title of the movie. Oh. Right, right. 62, Steve McQueen. Got a war movie. Mm, I don't know. What, um, what is it? The War Lover. Oh. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Never heard of it. I, sure, I well, don't know that one. Random Trivial Pursuit, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Still mm. Steve McQueen. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Next one. Uh, yellow category. OFF. Off. Not really okay. sure. What actress wound up in a pink jail cell in 1982? Maybe that's off screen. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Off screen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Actress in a pink jail cell. In 1982. Actress. Zsa Gabor. That's not a bad guess. That's not a bad guess. Yeah. In that vein. Who? Sophia Loren. Okay. okay. I wish I had more details on I know, the, yeah, the Sophia um, Loren in the pink jail cell. Like, we'll, have, we'll have to look that one up. That's weird. But yeah, that sounds like there's an interesting story. Sophia Loren spent her first night behind bars in a private pink-walled cell with a private bathroom and a black-and-white TV set. What was, what was her uh, transgression here? Why was she in a jail cell? Uh, the 47-year-old film star returned to her native Italy Wednesday to begin serving a 30-day sentence for tax evasion. Oh. Wow. So, yeah, sounds like she had it pretty rough there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> Next one uh, says category is on. So I assume on screen. Okay. Who sang Pinball Wizard in the movie Tommy? Colin. Uh, that's The Who. Incorrect. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, Who the, sang that song? Actor. Pinball Wizard. Oh. In the movie. Oh, it yes. was it, uh, it was it, uh, Elton John? Correct. Okay. It is Elton John. All right, okay. He was the, I yeah. guess, the former Pinball Wizard, and now he's singing about mm-hmm. Tommy. That's who is right. The, okay. That's right. All right. Teal Green. Oh, green category for PRO Pro. Who conceived, wrote, and directed The Producers? Oh, uh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, correct. <laughs> I think those people are the same people in my mind. I just realized. Mel Blanc and Mel Brooks. <laughs> like, am I, yeah, I think I was conflating them. All right, last question. What real-life cop did Al Pacino play in 1973? God, what year is this card from? Colin. Uh, that was uh, Serpico. Frank. Frank Serpico. Serpico. Yes. The, the movie was Serpico. Oh, I Sorry. See, I yes. See. Yeah, right. He did have a name. Frank mm, Serpico. It doesn't say year, but this seems kind of a, a like a oldish. oldish card. You're right. Maybe from You're the right. 80s. All right. I'm not done yet. Oh. Um, oh. Two episodes ago in our all quiz, uh, Chris did something interesting. He basically wrote a quiz uh, challenging each other uh, between me and Colin because I'm very strong at Disney. So he asked Colin Disney questions. Colin's very strong on sports, and he asked me sports questions, but these are, like, generic, <laughs> easy to get if you're fans of those things. Okay. Um, so a listener wrote in and made a quiz to challenge you, Colin. Uh-oh. Uh, since you are a Marvel fan oh, and a comic book okay. expert. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Dana these questions <laughs> to see boo. if she gets them. What do you mean, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I, I will. I'll just be sending you mental, All mental. Right. Yeah. Right. ESP. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is from Megan. Her Marvel character quiz. Here we go. 
The actor that portrays this character in the movie was actually the model for the comic book character. So the comic book character came first, was modeled after an actor. Turns out that actor then played this character uh, in movies. Uh, oh, that's an interesting one. Let me see here. Maybe, maybe like Lou Ferrigno. Is he? Is Marvel Hulk? Hulk is Marvel. Okay. Hulk is Marvel. Okay. Okay. Although uh, I'm trying probably to not Toby McGuire. I mean, no, <laughs> yeah, the eras, sense. the eras Must don't really line up. One. Oh, maybe Superman. I don't think that's DC. DC. That's oh, DC. Okay. I think the eras don't line up. Oh, that's interesting. I'm kind of trying to run through here. I'm not sure. What I actually, I I knew this one. Well, it's. I mean, it's not Tony Stark. No. It's not Captain America. It's not Spider Man. It's not Thor. It's not. It's in the Marvel universe. Okay. It's not is Black it, Widow. It's. Is it like Storm? No. It's not. No. Is it? Is it the Hulk? No. I don't know. Colin, do you know? You're not sure either. It's got to be somebody. It's got to be a more recent. You're gonna kick yourself. Based. Yeah, I, I'm sure I am. It's got to be somebody just obvious. I'm not thinking of Nick Fury. Samuel oh, okay. L. Jackson. Yes, of okay. course, the new Nick Fury. That's right. They redes yeah. okay. They redesigned Nick Fury yeah, for the Ultimates, and they completely him, after yeah, Samuel right. L. Jackson. That's right. Then he played him, and he does, and he really yeah. does look just like the yeah. comic. Yeah, yeah. All right, all, all right, right, Dana. Who was the first main character of Marvel Comics in 1939? Uh, first main character of Marvel Comics in 1939. Here's a hint. He was later revived in Fantastic Four. Captain America? Incorrect. Yeah. Colin, do you uh, know? I, I, I believe it's Prince Namor. Yeah? Is that who they're looking for? Namor the Submariner? Incorrect. Mm. It is, is it? the Human Torch. Oh, right, right. Okay, duh. Huh. Asterisk. At first, he was an android who could surround himself with flames, but then in Fantastic Four, he was a human with fire powers. Of which character, who now has at least one movie, did Stan Lee say, I thought it would be fun to take the kind of character that nobody would like, none of our readers would like, and shove him down their throats and make them like him. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Somebody nobody would like. Incredible Hulk? Incorrect. Oh. I'm gonna, I mean, it's going to either be Iron Man or Spider-Man, uh, would be my guess character that nobody would like and shove it down their throats it's funny out of those two, that he would say would like? it that way yeah i don't know I'll, I'll guess i'll guess iron man it is iron man tony okay. stark yeah because he's kind Aww. of abrasive and he's kind of a jerk oh, i guess maybe that's what he means robert downey jr though was the exact right person to <laughs> yeah <play. laughs> all right number four dana which sure. actor portrays two superheroes in the marvel cinematic universe which actor does two of them um, who I don't know. Whoever plays Spider Man plays evil Spider Man. I don't know. <laughs> evil, <laughs> just say evil Spider Man. <laughs> it's not Mark Ruffalo. I have no idea. Colin. Two heroes. Yeah. We've mentioned both of these heroes. Okay, not Chris Evans. It oh, is Chris Evans. He's, he's in the Fantastic he's Four. He's Human Torch. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. You're that was right. This one that's of right. his first big movies. Man, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. He was the brother. That movie was so bad. Yeah. That movie was yeah. so bad. I think I fell asleep. Yeah. yeah. But Chris I've... Evans, yep. He oh, was wow. Human you're right. And yeah. now more known as Captain America. Okay. And he was actually pretty good at being cocky, kind of Johnny Storm. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah. 
I forgot about that. Yeah, I even said it. I couldn't remember. All right, last question. True or false? 50-50. Spider-Man shoots webs from his fingers. False. Correct. It is false. From his wrists. Yes. His web shooters attach to his wrist, but his hands are sticky. His fingertips are sticky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and in in one of the movies, they they actually made them come out of his body. They changed it a little bit. Like in, in the comics, it was originally like a, a thing that Peter Parker invented. Invented. But they made it biological in in the uh, the the movies, so it's a little grosser. Excuse yeah. me, they yeah. made it more biological. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're mocking him. <laughs> in a in a in a sub quiz about comic books <laughs> on a trivia podcast, yeah. I'm being mocked for being. <laughs> It's Marvel. Okay, (laughs) Professor Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Megan, for this kind of hard quiz. It was kind of rough. It was good. Made made, made you think. Made you think. Made you think. All right. This week, uh, it seems like it's the end of, we're nearing the end of flu season. People were dropping like flies. (laughs) I got sick. I got super sick for like two months. And so we thought we would talk about medicine this week. Uh, just weird things about medicine, weird facts, quizzes, mm-hmm. trivia. And so turn this week, and turn your head and cough. <laughs> no, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, the doctor is in. Although we are not professional doctors, <laughs> we are not in any sense. We don't even have PhDs. None of us do. No. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're not even academic doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our show should be used as an absolute literal last resort for, for medical diagnoses and medical problems. Yeah. But for facts, yes. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Weird facts? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Giggles, laughs around the bar, fine. <laughs> Life-saving advice. No. Please no. look somewhere else no. first. No. I will start us off. I have a grab bag, general trivia, medicine, and medical-related terms quiz for you guys. I will begin with a question that I know we've had at pub quiz before. Oh, so man. you know yeah. these are these are these are the ones we got to see. How well do we remember this? I, I think you guys, between the two of you, you guys can team up if you want here. As you know, ancient and medieval medicine often focused on the idea that if your humors were out of balance, uh, sure. you could uh, attribute most maladies to an overabundance or underabundance of a particular humor. There were four okay. humors. So please tell me, what were the four traditional humors? Blood. Yes. Black bile. Black bile. Yeah. And yellow yellow bile. bile. Yes. Yeah. Phlegm. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That's right. Blood, phlegm, black bile, yellow bile. Yeah. A lot of bile going on. Yeah. Two kinds. Two kinds. Are of there bile. really two kinds of bile? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And you know, again, I mean, we should mention What's that. Bile? Well, so so they, they, they believed that black bile was generated by your kidneys and your spleen. They believed. Is it poop? It was related. It, okay. it could be related, and you know, it's just pee and poop. Their concept of phlegm yeah. is not exactly what we talk about oh. when we talk about about phlegm. Not exactly the same. Okay, yeah, yeah phlegmatic blood. Right? The blood they got right. They got the blood right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the thing, all the fluids in your body, they 
kind of boiled down to four yeah. categories. Dana, though, as you said, you're right. Yeah, like somebody who had too much phlegm, you, they were phlegmatic. Yeah. Um, and you guys, do you know uh, melancholy? Yeah. Yeah, like that's – you had too much black bile. Like melancholy literally means – Black bile, dark bile. Oh. The idea being that if you had too much, you would be a melancholy person. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If something is ototoxic, O-T-O toxic, something is ototoxic. Okay. What part of your body is being harmed? Oto, man. Oto. No, that's onor. Ono centaur. Yeah. (laughs) Ono centaur. Oto. What part of your body has toxins or is toxic? Or, if something know. is ototoxic, it will damage this part of your body. Your ear? It is your ear. Oh! Yeah. Oh, whoa. Uh, your inner ear in particular. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's so specific. What do you mean it's toxic to my ear? <laughs> you can damage the, the neurology and the functioning of your inner ear. What? Yeah. Yeah. You can you... cause uh, deafness, partial deafness, Got complete it. deafness. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ototoxicity. Yeah. Okay. Over a 10-year span in the Mm mid-1300s, this disease killed an estimated 30 to 60% the entire population of Europe. Wow. Yeah, it was bad news. What year? What disease is this? The mid-1300s. Oh, the Black Plague? It was Black Death. It was the Black Death. Black Death. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The old, the old favorite, the Black Death. Yeah. Wait, is the Black Plague and Black Death two different things? So the Black Death. Uh, I'm so glad you asked. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So the Black Death actually, um, you know, people will commonly say, "Oh, the bubonic plague," but it's the Black Death was a collection of plagues. It was a, uh, <laughs> it was a, a potpourri of plagues. All yeah. Right, so the right. the Black Death collectively was bubonic plague, septicemic plague, wow. and, and pneumonic plague. Oh. Uh, and they were all, I mean, they were all bacterial. They were all caused by the same bacterium. But uh, mm. yeah, it wasn't any one particular... It's a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any of those plagues was part of the Black Death. Wow. They estimate it killed more than 20% of the world population <gasps> wow. when it was uh, at its worst. Wow. Yeah. It's bananas. Oops. Glad we do not have to deal with that yeah. on a widespread basis. Moving right along. I'll try and cheer it up from the black, from the black death. <laughs> okay. What right. part of the body does a hepatologist study? HEPA. H-E-P-A-tologist. Well, hepatitis. Oh, kidney or hepatitis. liver. Like, you're, yeah, you're on the right uh, track. You're on the right I track. I don't even know okay. what body part gets. <laughs> well, yeah, well, if you have hepatitis, what is affected? Kidney. Kidneys? Kidney. Oh, liver. liver. It's liver. Ah. Yes, yes, yes. Hepatology, the liver and the <laughs> livery systems. Okay. Uh, and the livery. yeah, and that's why it's hepatitis. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Hepatos just means liver. Mm. To be honest, I actually don't know <laughs> what some of our body parts, inner <laughs> organs. Hepatitis in the ears, right? That's the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? This is a great medical word here. What does a sphygmomanometer measure? Oh. I know you have seen one. Yeah. I know you have encountered one. Blood pressure. Yes. Oh! It's blood pressure. The sleeve? Yeah, the little pumpy sleeve that they wrap around the cuff round and inflate it. And yes. Can you say it again? Sphygmomanometer. This is a fantastic word. And that's S-P-H-Y-G-M-O-M-A-N-O-M-E-T-E-R. That O is the first vowel that shows up. Sphygmos. Sphygmos means pulse. 
Oh. And then manometer is just mm-hmm. like a like a pressure a gauge meter. or a pressure meter. meter. Yeah. Yes. Sphig- yes. Sphygmomanometer. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one here. Introduced just two years apart in the 1890s. These two drugs sold by the Bayer Corporation okay. both ended with the letters I-N. Aspirin. Aspirin is one. Oh, what's another? I, I, Claritin. No. no, that's a brand name. I, ibuprofen? 1890s. Uh, I'll give you, they, they were, so like aspirin, this other one was originally a trademark name and is now a genericized name. Huh. So, uh, so aspirin was official Bayer. Pamperin. What's the uh, get little yellow di- new print? <laughs> you got to go back even further. Oh, let's uh, say that uh, one of these drugs is uh, very well respected these days. The other drug is not so well respected. Not morphine. Cocaine. You're on the right Cody. track. I'm looking for heroin. Oh, oh, yes, I yes. Made heroin, heroin, heroin yes. and aspirin. Yes, yes two yes, of their yes. two of their biggest sellers wow. <laughs> at the yeah. turn of the century. Lots of aspirin, lots of heroin. Uh, they don't sell quite as much heroin anymore. Uh, does the bear? Do they still do? No, they don't. Sell oh, heroin. okay, okay. Yeah. You say as if they still they, they kind of scaled back the production <laughs> levels of it. No. <laughs> not not as much compared to aspirin. Yeah, uh, yeah aspirin and heroin both made Bayer Company a lot of money. Uh, both now genericized, of course, in uh, different in different areas of life. <laughs> All right, that was our that was our intro to medicine here. Good job, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, we again we are not professional doctors, and this will be very clear in my next segment. Okay. Uh, so one of the, I think even before we started, good job, brain. I think this was in our Kickstarter uh, write up in our Kickstarter biography. Um, I've always been so interested in the secret vocabulary and career terms doctors use oh, to describe yeah. patients. Yeah. And this is not obviously medical students and, and medicine professionals. Uh, you can all, of course write in and say that, you know, we don't use these anymore or here are some more that we use. Um, half of it is they use these kind of code words is because it's faster. It is faster to write on a piece of paper or on a clipboard. Like this is what this patient is suffering from or is what is like. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is basically to maybe, code. yeah, a secret code, maybe to trash talk a little bit. <laughs> uh, so here I have a, a, a list and I'm not going to do quizzing because some of these are really specific. Um, I'm going to share some, share some interesting ones with you. A gunshot wound mm. uh-huh. is called acute lead poisoning, or <laughs> ALP. Really? And a lot of these terms also is trying, you know, when they're conversing from nurses to doctors or doctors to doctors, to not freak the patient out if right. they're there. Uh-huh. Right, You know, uh, so th- that's where the code plays in, too. And not only is ALP, acute lead poisoning, a gunshot wound, <laughs> there's different specific types of it for different gunshot wounds. So there's... 185 grain injection acute lead poisoning, which is a nine millimeter gunshot wound. And then, uh, uh, air conditioned acute lead poisoning means multiple gunshot wounds. It's just, it's really tongue, tongue firmly in cheek. Yes. Yes. A lot of these are, are, are pretty cheeky, but you know, if someone's family is there or you don't want to freak someone out, you know, you kind of just you know, like ALP. Like, oh, got it. Okay. I'm, this is some of these I'm sure do not get used anymore because some of these are kind of like mean to mm-hmm. the patients okay. maybe they still get used maybe there's a whole oh. new subset of vocabulary these days oh. uh 
Yeah, there's some like I think it's just more like diner or career yeah. slangs. Like baby catcher is OBGYN obstetrician, <laughs> right? Because okay. we're catching babies. It's like we're and, like uh, a, in an old timey diner. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Blinky Blinky the fish is a radiologist uh, because of the it's like the Simpsons. Yes, the three eyed fish from the Simpsons. That's it's, great uh, <laughs> because of the radiation. Boneheads. Of course, boneheads. The, uh, Orthopedics. Uh, yeah. Ah, if is an anesthesiologist, anesthesiologist like the Candyman or something. <laughs> like that. Let's see. Let's see. No. Oh. oh, Sandman puts you to sleep. Puts you to sleep. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, chocolate hostage. Chocolate hot constipation. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's gross. so terrible. Yeah, that's chocolate not very that's not very professional sounding either. <laughs> I think a lot of these are just doctors trying to make other doctors laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, if any medical professional is listening and and is like, oh no, we use these. Let us know. I'm curious. I'm I'm sure they're like newer ones. You don't think chocolate hostage has just certain a <laughs> timeless, just a yeah. timeless charm yeah, I, I to it? I can't place it yeah. in a time. <laughs> in time. Oh my god! <laughs> it makes me just shudder. It's really gross. <laughs> Do you guys know the term Gomer? Have you ever heard of that one? A Gomer. Get out of. My emergency room? That's exactly what oh. it is. That's exactly Wait, what so it is. Wait, so do you call, is a person a gomer? Yeah, yeah, like this gomer, you know, it's like Oh, someone's like, I want to be in there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's like, I need this person out of my emergency room. And this is one of my favorite ones. I'll end it with this. A Jack Bauer. A Jack <laughs> Bauer is a doctor still up and working after 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more. Sorry. It's <laughs> so good. A Pokemon. Uh-huh. Is uh well we say Pokemon but doctors pronounce it Pokeman, uh, which is the medic who drains abscesses because you're a pokey. He's a Pokeman. He's a Pokemon. In the UK, they're called Lancelots because oh, they lance dancing. a lot. That's, oh, that's cool. The Lancelot like is good. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it's it certainly seems it sounds classier than Pokeman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lancelot. Oh, I'm the Pokeman. I'm the, I'm the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we need security over here right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, there's there's so many of them. I'm sure it ranges from hospital to hospital, yes. from clinic to clinic, and a lot of gallows yeah. humor. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, I have a I have a tidbit about doctors for you. Speaking of like goofing off, but this is goofing off that pays pays off as well. In 2007, there was a study that found that surgeons who played about three hours of video games a week were better at laparoscopic surgery than yeah! others. They were uh, they were faster and they made fewer errors. And so, laparoscopic surgery is the um, the surgery kind of through that tube. It's a there's a, a light and a video camera, and then they like maybe extract some tissue through the little tube. Keyhole surgery. Yeah, it's a little keyhole surgery. Wow. So they're better at controlling the hand-eye yeah, coordination. Like a video so, game. I mean, it totally makes sense. You practice doing that for hours a week. You probably. I'm really good at that claw machine. You know, <laughs> like you see at, at like the amusement maybe park. You so should be a surgeon. Er, ergo, yeah, I, I'm a good surgeon. The finding from this study was that video game skill correlates to lap- laparoscopic surgical skills and um, that training curricula should include video games because oh. it will help them 
with the technical interface between the surgeon and the um, screen. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, you know, they have all the the kind of the space, the the astronaut simulation test, right? I mean, that technically mm. is a video game because there's a screen simulating yeah. what what happens and yeah. Depends on what video games, though. You know, if it's like a button masher, I don't want that person to operate on me. It's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it's like, oh, I move around. I'm getting used to, like, the speed of things. You're mapping <laughs> it. I'm playing lots of Minecraft. Now, where's the <laughs> yeah. square heart? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, video games for the win. All right, we're going to take a quick break. A word from our sponsor. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Good Job Brain, and this week we're talking about medicine and doctors. So no surprise, uh, I watch a lot of movies and TV. Mm-hmm. And when I, <laughs> <laughs> this, if you know if you know me, this will not shock you. This statement. No. Um, so I, I wanted to really talk about medicine and doctors and first aid as seen in movies and TV, precisely because yeah. so much of it is so bad and so wrong and so simplified from yeah. what you should actually do in real oh. life situations. Um, I actually had a hard time narrowing down of just like the myriad ways that things are simplified or just backward uh, um, in movies and TV. Um, So I narrowed this down to three things I want to talk about that I think are that we all see a lot and that may not be portrayed in quite a realistic fashion. Um, so uh, the name of this segment is called Worst Aid, and uh, I have to get yeah, I have to get credit uh, to the website tvtropes.org. Oh, it's a trope. It's great. I mean, an invaluable resource to trivia and yeah. pop culture nerds. Uh, again, you can spend hours on TV tropes. So tip of the hat for uh, Worst Aid, the concept. <laughs> so all right. So the first thing, like we've all seen enough medical dramas, right? Yeah. You know, it's like oh, the patient, you know, oh, he's flatlining, he's having cardiac arrest. They get out the device they're like rubbing the paddles together they're like clear you know and they're like boom you know and the patient maybe the heartbeat comes back to life right we've all seen this right Uh all right is that not right well i've got two questions for you guys all right Right. two questions all right why okay first of all what are the paddles? Why are they rubbing the paddles together? They always do the little, the rub the paddles uh, together. What is that is about? Is it a defibrillator? Is it that is what's a it called? It is a defibrillator. Yeah. Yes, well, you're right. It has 
electronic charge. Yeah, yeah. Are they trying to get rid of, like, normal static? Uh, it's funny. A lot of people think it's, like, a static thing or to, oh. like, balance out the polarity or something like that. No, it's just they, there's a... The they put gel yeah. on the paddles. It's just, yeah. like, yeah. They're, they're lubricating it. Yep, it's just a conductive yeah. gel, and they want to make sure that it's evenly coated yeah. on the paddles before they stick yeah. it on the patient's chest. Okay, okay. Uh, and, Karen, you're right. It is a defibrillator. Technically, it's an AED, an automated external defibrillator okay. and you can figure out what all those letters stand yes, for there yes. yeah okay. um oh it's the gel they never show you the gel they show the gel sometimes sometimes yeah okay. i think on the more realistic the show the more likely you are to see yeah. the, like on er i think like they were pretty good with this yeah. Yeah, yeah um okay so that's the one thing why do they yell clear what's the clear they always yell you, clear and then you they should not be touching that body when that happens right everybody get away from it because we're gonna electrocute this person or what Charge them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Basically. Yeah, you're right. It's like stand, it's telling everybody in the vicinity, stand, stand clear of the body. Yeah. Uh, both also, we don't want you touching the body because we're about to send a charge through it. But also because, you know, when they do it, the body kind of jumps around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, stand, stand clear, don't get like hands hit. off, hands off all bets yeah. on the table. Most of the time when we see an AED, a defibrillator in movies or TVs, it's just, it's grossly exaggerated. Like what it does, you know, what it can do. Do, the extent oh, of its abilities. So, like, the first thing that they get wrong, I guess, you know, is you really, you need to use this device very, very quickly. Like, if mm -hmm. somebody is having a cardiac arrest, like, the best time to use a defibrillator is, like, within just a, a couple minutes. Like, you need to do this almost right away. Like, you do CPR yeah. first. The, then, if that's not helping, if you know, if the if the heartbeat is not regular, you go to the defibrillator. And and again, that's sort of the second part is like if someone's already flatlining, like no, this is not this this is not gonna reanimate, jumpstart, or you know, like <laughs> uh, kickstart yeah, yeah. the heart. Like the car, it yeah, doesn't yeah. kickstart the heart. It, okay. This is if somebody has a fibrillation. You know, just in very simple terms, their heart is not beating effectively. Their heart is not beating <gasps> regularly okay. and effectively. It's kind of just a, the hope is that you just give it a jolt and it normalizes and stabilizes the heartbeat. Uh. So it's beating regularly. Not too fast, not too slow, and pumping blood effectively. That's the thing Got that it. you're trying to get back to normal. Oh. Um, okay, so so it does send a charge. It does send a charge. What is the science behind the charge through in just, in very basic terms, the science behind it is that we're electric beings. That you know, we you know, it's we have electrical impulses traveling through our bodies, and our mm -hmm. heart is in uh, some way an electric organ. So it's kind of just to sort of reset it. It's like hitting your reset switch if you really want to okay. simplify it. Uh, you know, and again, you go CPR first. CPR is the first order, <laughs> and you, you go to the shock. Don't yeah. electrocute anyone. You know, please, <laughs> please don't ever like pull a wire out of the wall. You know, it's like oh, we'll do a homemade shock. Oh, no. You know, it's, it's like, like comedy, a Jason comedy. Statham yeah, movie. Yeah. No, that that will not work. <laughs> yeah. That is. yeah, you oh, yeah. you you will you will crank. You'll kill somebody yeah. doing that. Yeah, make it worse. Not only do you want to use this device quickly if you are going to use it, but yeah. if it doesn't work the first time, it's you're not going to keep, we'll do it again, we're going to do it one more time, you know, and then uh, Wake up. the third or fourth yeah. the dramatic charge, you know, the person comes back to life. No, in fact, like, w with each successive time you do it, your chances of success Why are... Why do they do this in, in 
TV it's dramatic. It's so dramatic. Oh, That's why they do yeah. it. That's why they do it. Tuck on your heartstrings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and although this was, and although this was true at one time, they were a lot noisier and flashier. Like these days, the really modern <laughs> yeah. ones, they don't go the chunk. They don't make the <laughs> violent sound that you see. The body doesn't flail around wildly. It's it's much more mild okay. and and uh, every from top to bottom a mild <laughs> um, device and interaction. That makes sense that they would have improved that. <laughs> Yeah, after years and years I mean, and years. Like, you get a concussion from it. it <laughs> okay. It's like a rag doll. Yeah. yeah. I think we touched on this one briefly in the wilderness episode of snake bites. Um, like, what to do in a snake bite, right? You know, again, we've all seen the westerns. First of all, hold still. You got the bite. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suck, suck out the out poison. The yes. I'm going to suck out the poison. Yeah. Yes. If you are with somebody and they get a snake bite. Yeah. For the love of God, please do not suck out the poison. Yeah, because when I was a kid, I was like, okay, it's in your body. Why do you want it to be in someone else's body? Because yeah. it's toxic. It out. Yeah. Believe it or not, believe it or not, turns out putting your mouth on a poison <laughs> wound, not good for anybody. Not good yeah. for anybody. Um, the biggest problems are, one, you can transfer bacteria from your oh. mouth to an open wound yeah, on a person. Yeah. Not good. Sure. Um, <laughs> you can transfer venom or poison from the wound into your, your mouth. mouth. Your you mouth don't want to so do that. permeable. Yeah, right. exactly. So You're That's so true. sensitive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, like, just if you're, like, making incisions or suction or pressure, like, you can just increase Screw damage. Up the, yeah, 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 yeah. Damage mm. to the tissue, to the organs, oh whatever. Oh, my God. You yeah. know, it's funny. It's not even Western. Like, growing up in Asia, like, that's a that's a trope, too. Uh, I have some. These are instructions here. This is what to do in the event of a okay. snake bite. Okay. This is from the Mayo Clinic. Okay. Uh, all and right. all sources. You may see these in a slight, slightly worded differently, but pretty much all the authorities agree these are the steps. If a snake bites you, stay calm. First, first rule sure, of any yeah, trauma, yeah, yeah, stay yeah. calm, don't panic, um, immobilize with the armored leg that you've been bitten, um, loosen your clothing in case you start to swell. Um, Why? Uh, because, you know, if you have, uh, like, say you've got, like, a, oh, a tight or ring or a, a tight shoe or something on and it starts swelling up, you don't want to constrict the blood flow. So you take it. off jewelry, take off tight clothing. Mm-hmm. You do want to keep the wound below heart level. Like, okay. they do show that. You know, you want okay. to keep it so, yeah. Um, so at or below uh, level of your heart. Uh, you want to maybe lightly clean it, but you don't have to, like, scrub it in there. You're not, like, you know, you're not flushing it out. You want to just gently leave it alone. Um, no tourniquets, no ice. Oh, yeah, wow. n- you know, nothing yeah. like that. Don't cut the wound. Don't try and suck the poison out. Don't try and get the venom out of there. The last step the Mayo Clinic advises Go is... Go to the doctor? Don't try to capture the snake. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We'll believe you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can assure you, like, that's going to be the last thing on my mind is capturing Well, because people think, oh, I got to show the doctor what kind of snake or it is. I think you're get right. Get the serum or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do say, yeah, try and remember the color and the shape so you can, yeah, you know, so you can pick them out of a lineup, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yes, please, please, please do not try and make an incision and suck the venom oh. out. No, you're just going to make things worse for everybody yeah yeah Yeah. get to a doctor i mean like again for all of these situations first rule get to a doctor okay all right the last one the last the the third thing that we i've I've seen this in so many movies and tv shows especially in the 80s yeah all right someone gets shot 
you know, uh-huh. during the gunfire, you're like, all right, hey, hang on, buddy, hang on. Okay. All right, just sit still. First thing we got to do is get that bullet out. <laughs> no, no. The first really? thing you do not need to get the bullet out. Like, just the general rule of thumb is in almost every situation, Getting the bullet out is the last thing oh. that, a, you're trying to stop that a medical professional would try and do. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know, it's only in the case of like if the bullet is like still loose in your body or, you know, moving around and continuing to cause more trauma. You just you leave it in there. It's okay. Especially with modern ammunition, it is true that most of the time the bullet will self-sterilize. The bullet itself oh, is going to be by it's going to be a, a hot chunk oh. of metal. The bullet itself is going to be sterile most of the time. What you're a danger of is germs or dirt or in the wound bits yeah. of fabric, bits of debris that oh, may have gotten God. pushed into the wound along with the bullet. Interesting. So it's like you know we'll see like the heroes like heating up a knife in the yes! flame it's like gonna yes! take it out. this is gonna hurt a bit but i'm gonna get it out it's yes! oh no don't do this and, yeah. then, and then you hear the duck and it falls <laughs> yeah. in like a little metal bowl i got it out <laughs> yeah or a paper clip or something it's funny i'm always like and then what because now they have a big bloody hole <laughs> like, exactly yeah yeah you can cause more damage by trying to get this bullet out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. again the number one rule get to a doctor get to an emergency room and th- uh, you know they'll they'll clean the wound they'll take a look at it they'll make sure there's not any internal bleeding and really once they've taken care of everything else then they'll all right now we can go in and get this bullet out wow it god this makes me think like what else do these <laughs> yeah. things get wrong maybe like pregnancy like like it's delivering like, a kid there is a oh god yeah. you're right the whole whole just litany of things around pregnancy yeah for sure yeah. yeah god it's so interesting that you're talking about uh the first thing defibrillators and electricity in your body i mean you're like oh yeah because we're electrical beings and we you know how our brains tell us to move our knee i mean that's through a it, oh. it's crazy to think that's like electrical impulse electrical impulse from one end to another end is through charges communicating from one part of our body to another people didn't know that before <laughs> back then people did not know how we move it's like, still it still seems like magic what it, animates it, us yeah yeah and and there were so many theories one of them um was called the balloon theory that we're made out of um like hydraulic pressure like pistons or something <laughs> that that's uh-huh. how we move our muscles is a series of air and fluids and tubes hmm. interesting you know that's how they yeah had, they had just distri- hydraulics. discovered hydraulics yeah. right yeah yeah exactly very like, excited. Maybe, yeah. or pneumatics i suppose yeah and uh and this is you know we're talking about like God, 1600, 1700, like people are still trying to figure it out. And it took one person's accident that basically made us finally realize, oh, what what makes us move is electricity and all of our cells Hmm. have electricity. And this is what happened. It sounds so crazy. So this one guy, uh, Luigi Galvani. Mm. Uh, he was a dabbler in medicine. I mean, he's an actual, <laughs> sorry, dabbler. He, he actually had degrees. Oh, okay. He's actually right. a, 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 he's yeah. a professional. He's a professional yeah. at that point. The story goes that Galvani was working on a, uh, dissecting a frog. Mm. Okay. Uh, on a table. And that table, uh, previously was, he was experimenting with static electricity by rubbing the frog skin. And the legend goes, Galvani touched an exposed 
nerve of the frog, the, the sci- sciatic nerve, so the main nerve down the frog's spine, uh, with a metal scalpel that was charged because of the previous static charge experiment. And once that scalpel touched the nerve, this dead dissected frog's its legs moved. Yeah. Its legs flipped and moved. I mean, this is the dead frog. Dead yeah. half of a frog. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even have the top half. Just the bottom it's half of the It's yeah. freaky enough. Yeah. Yep. And so he was like, whoa, what happened? I guess they kept electrocuting. This. I would do it again. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, you would do it again. Yeah, we just have to make sure. And then you do it the third time just to make that's, sure that and it, that's yeah. what makes it science. And then you bring some people over and, and you're like, like, watch this. <laughs> I can yeah. make the frog dance. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> dead frog dance. Um, and so he developed the theory and his research on electricity and animation. Uh, and that that is electricity that powers movement. And I had heard about the, the frog before. You're saying that 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 may be embellished, or that's just, or it's some... or maybe simplified. Okay, like maybe... okay. It wasn't quite as much of a serendipity, maybe. As... Yeah, we're not sure, yeah. but I mean, this does make sense because there are drawings, notations that did support that this happened. Mm, because mm, there are mm. tons of diagrams that he drew in his research papers. Uh, with frog legs and they're moving and <laughs> this is how you electrocute a frog. A lot of scientific drawings, very scientific. Okay. So Galvani uh, coined the term animal electricity. So he, so he got the fact that electricity does cause animation or movement, but not entirely how or why. So his theory was that it was the frog's pelvis. There was something in the frog's pelvis that would release energy or mm. some control mm. and he thought that it was a maybe a special fluid um and so he thought that their activation was a was a, f- a special fluid that was in the muscle huh. when it is not right uh then his adversary alessandro volta also believed in something about electricity and his fighting is that that each cell is kind of like a battery not just one part of the frog it is all of the parts of the mm. frog that have some sort of ability to work as like a, a an early battery and right, of course right. galvani and volta those seem like very familiar names volta is where we get volt yeah the yeah. word volt from and galvani galvanization galvanize into action mm. you know yeah. sprung into action mm-hmm. Galvani's report about basically these moving dead frog legs using electricity uh-huh. was mentioned specifically by uh, a Miss Mary Shelley ah, okay. as right. part of her inspiration Makes for, sense. of course, Frankenstein. Right. Why and electrocutes right, them. Right. Yep. Yeah. And why, like, that, I guess it's a trope. I don't know. Is, does that count as a trope? Yeah. Try, whenever mad scientists are trying to reanimate things, it's always through electricity. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's thanks to Luigi Galvani and his dead frog legs. It's tr- I mean, yeah. it's, it, you got to imagine, yeah, like when you're first hearing about that, it's like, wow, say so electricity is animating dead matter. That's, I can That's see, what it yeah. Is. You're, yeah. Like, I'm gonna, write just, a, I'm gonna write a story about that. These are yeah. just legs. Yeah. yeah. He must have screamed so loud. Oh my he god. Must have been, he <laughs> must have been, yeah. Well, we don't know if it's, you know, like the defibrillator, <laughs> if it's like the, the, the legs danced wildly, or is it just like a little pulse? Yeah. yeah. You know? It's true. It's true. That's the part that he doesn't tell you. <laughs> and, uh, so when I was reading this, I was thinking, you know, in, in, when you're in like elementary school, you try to, 
make a battery out of a potato. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. what if you wire a potato and then put the two ends on the dead frog? Will that like, will that <laughs> yeah. just self-sustain? Like the, the, the dead Back frog will just keep moving. Yeah. yeah. You've discovered perpetual motion. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we can close out here. I had this uh, in the course of doing research. I found this fun fact. That is it really fun? It was it fun. chocolate <laughs> hostage. I, hey, I don't know if anything is uh, Beats chocolate, chocolate hostage, hostage levels. Oh. Yeah. I predict, I predict next week someone's pub quiz uh, team name is going to be chocolate hostage. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you guys know that during Prohibition – Doctors were allowed to write prescriptions for alcohol. Oh, so it makes sense. It's illegal to buy. It was illegal. It was highly regulated. You couldn't do it for leisure purposes, but, but your doctor could write you a prescription. Yeah, you know, my alcohol. my patient needs uh, whiskey, whiskey well, for, or needs wine. Needs some for, ice. Yeah, needs a soother. I I read that it was uh, I read that it was among the most abused oh, <laughs> prescriptions in uh, American history. They must have gotten so many bribes. Like I'm doctor, sure. Just, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Give me my Smirnoff ice. Right. Or uh, or James. cross prescribing to other doctors. Right. Oh, <laughs> good point. Yeah. All right, and that is our show. Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Uh, hope you enjoyed weird vocabulary used in hospitals, uh, playing video games, uh, frog legs, and also uh, TVs and movies getting it wrong. <laughs> of course, you can find our show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, Good Job Brain. And thanks to our sponsor, Warby Parker. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.